Hey everyone, Kelby Bachman here to make a quick announcement before we get started. I have partnered with Gina Perry and Beat the Streets National in hopes to help raise money for their Gear Up campaign. The Gear Up campaign aims to provide youth with a new pair of wrestling shoes, headgear, and workout clothing. We've all been touched by wrestling in some shape or form, so now let us provide the same gift wrestling gave us to those who need it most. You can donate at national.beatthestreets.org slash let's talk wrestling or help spread the word about the Gear Up campaign. You can find the link and more information about the campaign in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Now, let's talk some wrestling. up everyone welcome back thank you for joining us on another episode of the let's talk wrestling podcast as always i'm your host kelby bachman the song you just heard is working for the weekend by Loverboy, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show moza fay as many accolades as moza has i think it's important to first acknowledge how good of a person he is because who you are as a person is more important than what you accomplish on the mat or in life and moza is a perfect reflection of that on the mat, Moza was a two-time Iowa High School state champion for Anamosa High School. He went on to become a two-time All-American for the University of Northern Iowa. Moza also trained at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado and joined the Army World Class Athlete Program. We cover a lot in this episode, so let's just get going. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy Moza Fay. What brings you to Kansas City besides work? You said, like, what work are you in, I guess I should say. Oh, so um, I am a regional sales manager for a manufacturer out of Cedar Falls, Iowa. Uh, oh, really? It's in, that kind of, it's in the waste industry. It's called Curb Tender. And, you know, I come to, to Kansas City for sales, but I stay for the barbecue. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm here, I'm hitting I'm hitting jack stacks. I'm hitting hog jaw. I'm hitting Q39. So, yeah, I, I you know, I, it's a... It's a perk of the business, I'll say. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite barbecue spot down there? Because you're right. They got some damn good barbecue. Man, that's that's a tough one. There's so many good spots. I'll I'll say this. I I love my absolute favorite thing is burn ends. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I can't pick one place. There's, you know, Slabs is pretty good. Um, Q39 is pretty good. Jack Stack's pretty good. I don't. I don't know if there's one that's better than the other. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like a Smoking Joe's or something that's down there too? Oh, Casey Joe's, Kansas City Joe's, okay. Kansas City Joe's. Can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Z Man, the Z Man of Kansas City Joe's is phenomenal. <laughs> what's What's the Z Man? Um, I believe it's. A few there's a few different sandwiches. So it's brisket and it's got like an onion ring and mm. barbecue sauce on it. But I think they have um 
I think they have a that like you know onion ring on the sandwich with a few different cuts of yeah. meat. It's called like the Z Man. So don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> I love that we're talking about food because as wrestlers, you know, it's one thing we kind of had to give up. <laughs> food. Oh, so yeah. we have like a new appreciation for food when we finally get to eat it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm a food connoisseur for sure. I'm a, I'm a fat man trapped in a skinny man's body. So. <laughs> um, do you still, you still wrestle around a little bit? I mean, um, with you, with you traveling and stuff, it's got to believe it's hard to get back on the mat. Um, you know, I do a lot of camp still. So um, I did a camp back in my hometown, Anamosa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did one in Vegas for a friend of mine. Um, I did one in Colorado this year. I also did one in New Mexico. So, um, I'm still, I'll still have people reach out to me quite a bit for camps and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I love to give back to the sport. So wrestling has given me, you know, so much. I, I, I think it's just, you know, I've learned so many lessons from it and everything that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time somebody asks me to do a camp for the kids, absolutely. And you know what, keep your money, like, donate back to the kids, buy some new wrestling shoes for them. Um, you know, I'm just happy to give back to the sport. So, yeah, you were in, was that last year? <clears throat> Excuse me. Last year you were in Animosa for the camp. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We tried it. So in Animosa, um, there's a guy named Benji Silvers. I don't know if you recognize that name or not. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't really so Benji Silvers was a state champ. Um, 1A state champ out of Central City. And he's uh, he's grown up and has kids, and he's taken over Little Kids program. Um, it's pretty cool. This last year, um, we put on a camp. We put on two different camps uh, in Anamosa around Christmas time. I always come you know, back to visit family for Christmas. And uh, it was pretty cool because, uh, again, you know, I was, you know, Benji's like, hey, man, well, let's, uh, let's do a camp, you know, and I was like, absolutely. And he's like, well, how much money do you want for it? I was like, well, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like if you could take that money and put it towards a good cause, give it back to the kids. That's, that's what I want to do. And it was not my idea, but Benji Silvers and, um, some of the other, some of the other like senior wrestling, you know, guys in Anamosa, um, they came out and they, um, they donated it to Camp Courageous in in Monticello. Wow, cool! Which I know is your hometown, and I, I think it was. Gosh, it was it's over a thousand bucks. So um, they donated some of the money there, and then um, they bought a bunch of um, they bought a bunch of like toilet paper and Christmas presents for needy families and everything. So um, nice. it was really a cool thing because people from you know, Monticello, Lisbon, Maquoketa, Central City, Lisbon, Mount Vernon, Cedar Rapids, wow. Iowa City. I mean, there was kids from all over that just showed up. Um, and we told them at the beginning of the camp, like, hey, you know, it's whatever, 20, 30 bucks to get in. And we're just going to give it all back. And it's pretty cool. They did a big story about it in the paper. And we plan on doing it again this year. Um, I'm super excited about it. So, um, yeah, it's it's for the kids, man, because yeah. – uh, you know, wrestling and I was a big deal. And mm-hmm. if we can use that to help a few kids out or needy families at Christmas time and donate to Camp Courageous, you know, that was, you know, pretty, pretty cool little deal. So, yeah, that's awesome. Did, 
now Central City, do they have a wrestling program still? Or did they come they combine? Because like when I was coming up through, I mean it was a small and I think they were combined with Springville, maybe. I mean yeah, it was yeah. yeah, I I I don't know the answer to that. Like you could probably reach out to to Benji and he'd probably know. But man, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't keep up on Central City wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um well, you grew up in Anamosa and, you know, they're not much of a, of a powerhouse, you know, if you will, where did you get your practice in and, and, you know, your partners at, did you have to go to Rapids or Iowa city or, you know, that's a, that's a really interesting question. I'm kind of, you know, since I've been out of wrestling for a while, you know, I've kind of thought back and I was like, man, I, I didn't practice like that much so towards um towards like my junior and senior year i would go to north theater okay and um there was a guy named um andy andy platner <laughs> that i would wrestle <laughs> with i don't know if you know andy he's a good old um good old farm farm boy raising pigs and i would practice with him and then every once in a while like i'm talking i could probably count it on two hands in high school i w- would do a freestyle practice with like at Iowa City West with Ryland or something like that. But that was only like right before the, um, you know, like junior nationals or something like that. So I, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have the caliber of coaches that, you know, a lot of the other kids had. I didn't, didn't have the like technique or anything like that. But the weird thing is I think that's what made me better hmm. because I felt like I was always like, missing a good workout partner. So, you know, I had to be, I kind of, you know, really focused on my weaknesses. So, you know, if I didn't, if I can get like, um, you know, consistent practices, I would, I would go run for like, you know, an hour or I'd go do pull-ups for an hour, you know, after practice or, um, things like kind of, kind of, um, just focused on the things that I could focus on, um, and then, uh, you know, cause kind of my mindset going into a wrestling match was like, I absolutely just refused to, um, to lose, you know, that sounds really, really bad, but I, I mean, going into a match, I knew I was going to be in better shape and stronger, you know, than every, absolutely everybody that I wrestled. Mm-hmm. So I really, I don't think I had a, a lot of like refined technique till I went to college. So really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just like the hard, like farm boy, like stubborn stubbornness that I think kind of pushed me through. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I read an article, um, uh, if you haven't heard of the pin doctors, Oh yeah, you know, there was a big write up between you and Justin Swafford oh, yeah. your back and forth, you know? So yeah. I believe it's Josh Swafford does a really good job with that. So mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was reading up on that a little bit before and, um, you know, he got you at state, but then you got him the next year and kind of took off from there. I yeah. mean, so it's not like you weren't getting pushed, you know, in other areas you know, yeah. like in competition and stuff. Yeah. I, I also want to ask Moza. That's an interesting name. My name's Kelby. Yeah. And so that's an interesting name. I'm wondering where the origin of Moza came from. Like, uh, is it short for something or is it just? No, no, it's a, it's a really interesting story actually. Um, so um, my parents, when I went to, when I was, when I was born, my parents had a you know girl name picked out and they didn't have a boy name picked out. Hmm. 
so my dad was just a, a kind of a grew up in Cedar Rapids and inherited some land when he grew, grew up like he he had some land in Anamosa that family did and um, he wrestled in college a little bit. Um, he went to, uh, what was it? Southwest Missouri state, I think, or no central, central Missouri state. Yeah. And he wrestled for a few years and he didn't end, end up finishing his career, but he ended up going back to the farm and farming. Didn't know what he was doing. Worked, you know, one of the hardest working guys growing up, um, you know, learned how to, uh, you know, raise cows and, you know, bale hay and garden. And we had horses and, uh, Anyway, you know, walking fence on like all, through all our farm and everything. That was, you know, a tedious job. Anyway, he did it all himself. And uh, he just kind of threw himself in there and learned it all. Um, what And what I'm, the point I'm getting to is he worked extremely hard growing up, like 10, 12 hours a day, you know, uh, doing stuff with cows earlier in the morning. We milked, used to milk cows and stuff yeah. like And um, anyway, so he was extremely hardworking. Um and we 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 got to the hospital and um they did they did, sorry yeah we got to the hospital my parents got to the hospital i wasn't born yet they had a girl named picked out not a boy name and um my they're like oh we're it's two days after i was born they're like you know hey you know doctor can we check out and the doctor's like you can't leave the hospital it's like nine o'clock you can't leave the hospital until there's a name on the birth certificate and they're just like, we don't know. We don't know. So they ended up staying an extra night. Um, and this is kind of, this is where it gets kind of strange, um, but very interesting at the same time. Um, so my dad wakes up in the middle of the night. He cannot sleep. He's like, I do not have a name picked out. We have the doctors forcing us to put it on the birth certificate before we leave. Um, so he actually, um, he was, let me make sure I get this straight. He was, he opened up the Bible and, and first Chronicles chapter two, verse 46 is where my name came from. So Moses, first Chronicles chapter two, verse 46, not a big story about it or anything, but he's like, Oh, I, I like that name. I wonder what it means. Um, and sorry, I'm going to back up here. I told this mm -hmm. wrong. That's right. I told this wrong. So he had a dream. So before he read the Bible, he had a dream that um, he was walking through one of his fields, you know, he was thinking about his all the hard work he's doing in the fields and everything. He was thinking about that dream. And um, he had a dream that he had a post hole digger and he stuck the post hole in the ground and water started shooting up. So then he woke up mm -hmm. and then he found the the name Moza and read the story. And, and again, not much of a story, I just mentioned the name, but he's like, I like that name, I'll look it up. So, you know, his dream being he walked through the field, stuck a post hole digger in the ground, water shoots up. He found the name Moza and liked it. And he looked it up, the meaning of it, and it means water bursting forth. So, yeah, kind of a crazy coincidence, kind of a crazy story. But um, it's always kind of funny because I'm from Anamosa, mm -hmm. spelled with an S, and my name is Moza, completely unrelated. Um, and, yeah, the name, the, the dream that my dad had was like water bursting forth. And, uh, you know, the, looked up the name and it means like a fountain of water or water person. <laughs> so my siblings yeah. are Ben, Marie, Emily, Ben, Marie, and Emily. And I'm uh, the odd one out. I'm Moza. <laughs> <laughs> so but, did, yeah, what, kind of a weird story, but um, yeah. kind of different too. So what was the girl name that they had picked out for you? Did they ever? It was Emily. It was Emily. 
was this is now my little sister. So. Nice. Are you the oldest? Oh no, I'm I'm um so I'm I'm three out of four. Okay. Did any of your siblings wrestle? Um, yeah, my brother, my brother was five, five years older than me. He started about the same time. Um, he was, he was pretty, he was like, um, one of the best guys on his team in senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reason that he was like five years older than me and always beating me and everything is the reason why I kind of excelled a little bit. So I've got to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. Older brothers, they kind of beat, beat, beat up the younger ones. So you, you sound like you're speaking from uh, experience there. <laughs> yes. I'm a younger brother. And yes, <laughs> I got beat up on sometimes. <laughs> what number are you? What number I, are you? So I am the baby, but I have an older brother and an older sister. So okay. yeah. Um, well, my brother, the, toughest. the little ones are the toughest. Yes. You know? Yes. You hear that everybody? I know. Yes. <laughs> I know. So when did you get your start? You said your dad wrestled, so that obviously may have paved the way for you to wrestle a little bit, or? Yeah, that's an interesting story, too. So my dad was the first guy that ever wrestled in our family. Uh, Family wasn't super supportive of it, but um, his coach um, was a guy named Bear Stevens. Do you, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if a lot of people know that name, but I, yeah, I believe his name is Bear Stevens or his nickname was Bear, but it's Sandy Stevens' husband. So if you know Sandy Stevens, the announcer, and, um, you know, she's from the state of Iowa. She used to do junior, you know, announce for junior nationals and everything. It was actually her husband that um, got him into wrestling and, and started and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting story there. Yeah. And so then, so Sandy, is she the one that would do like high school state? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she did like every national turn, every state, every national tournament that I I think I ever went to. So she was was good. Yeah. You know, there was something about it. I don't know. Like, yeah, she was her, her voice. Yes. Now that you say that. Yeah. (laughs) Now I know she is. Um, What was it like wrestling in vets? I mean, there was always, People, I grew up just on the tail end of vets. You know, I think my brother was a freshman when vets closed down. So, but it was always so awesome to go there. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, such, such a great time. I just remember uh, your, all your, your family and your friends and your, your community, your wrestling community, you know, right there on the mat, mm-hmm. just screaming at you. And mm-hmm. to some people, that was a good thing, you know? And to some people, it was kind of a nerve wracking thing, especially if, you know, you didn't have that many fans there. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was it was nerve wracking to be a wrestler. Um, but at the same time, when you won, it was, you know, it was just as fun. So, yeah. Did, did Anamosa travel really well? Um, we didn't travel too far. Um <laughs> Yeah, we was like we there didn't. was there a lot of fan support, you know, if you you know when you went there, did um were there a lot of well, people when, that I mean when we wrestled Monticello, there was always great, <laughs> great fan support. Yeah. There, you know, Animosa versus Monticello wrestling. There was there's usually some break, you know, half our, you know, half my class showed up, you know, and um, a lot of parents and stuff like that. But um, you know, that was that was an important one too. You know, you being from Mon- you know, spending a little bit of your childhood at Monticello and then, you know, that there, there's a bit of a rivalry, you know, that's, I think, um, you know, that, that was always a fun meet, but we didn't travel too far. Um, we didn't go, I don't think we went out of state at all. Um, 
you know, we kept it pretty local, but I mean, we both know that like East central Iowa, you know, the, all the small towns, North Cedar, Maquoketa, Lisbon, Mount Vernon. Um, you know, that's one, that was one of the toughest districts. I remember, um, gosh, districts we had one year, there was something like eight state champs that came out of our oh district my or something gosh. like hey, the Papes, uh, Matt Fields, like, um, oh, the Papes, yes. Yeah. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bunch of, just a bunch of tough, like farm boys in that area, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think Wilton. I, I can't remember all the people. Wilton, Maquoketa, Monticello. Yeah, it was a tough district. There was just a ridiculous amount of talent, talent coming out of like the two way, um, two way area right there. So yeah, you didn't basically you didn't have to travel very far to find good competition. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. Not at all. So, um, what uh, you dyed your hair was that your junior year or was it your senior year? You bleached. You bleached yeah. your hair. That that's a story. That is a story. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Um, the day before districts, we, you know, or week before the team decided to, Hey, dye your hair, we're going to dye your hair for state. Okay. Okay. Or, you know, do some type of highlights, you know, or, or something, something to their hair. So, um, everybody, you know, everybody did something different. Most people just did all blonde hair. Okay. Um, that's so funny that you remember that. I barely remember that, but, um, so then, I, it was like two days before districts and I had dyed my hair. Um, and there was this really cute girl in high school. Um, and she was like, Oh my gosh, I'll dye your hair. And I was like, yeah, sure. Come dye your hair. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, you know, I, I don't want to go completely blonde. I look bad. So you could just like put some like blonde highlights. Cause that's what some of the people were doing. It was like blonde, high, blonde highlights. It was popular back, back in the day. I look mm-hmm. back and I absolutely <laughs> think I, I look like an idiot, but um anyway super cute girl she's like can i dye your hair and i was like oh my absolutely like let's do this and so it was her first time dying hair and she put this um she put this little little thing on your head and you pull the the hairs through because she's gonna make like highlights in my hair apparently it's popular back then but my hair i don't know if you can see this but it's fine but it's super thin so anyway she pulled she was just going to highlight the top, but instead she pulled every single strand of hair through the top. And it was like 1030 at night, the, the night before districts. And I was like, man, sleep is so important to me. She pulled it off and everything from here up is. <laughs> and it was one of those things just like, man, hey, it's it's going to take another two hours to try yeah. to through my head. Like, I got to go to bed. This is like this is districts, like my whatever junior, senior year, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. Yeah, junior year. So anyway, super cute girl. I I I I fell for it, you know. I was just like, I yeah, it's a good story. It's a good story. You know? Yeah. So and you know, like every high school boy, you know, the super cute girl wants to do something okay. You just yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, and I, I totally I totally looked like everybody was a scratch in their head the other day. They're just like, <laughs> why? What, why does your hair like half blonde? Like, why does it look so bad? So, you know, after state, you know, a few days, you know, a few days after, few days after districts, a few days before state, they had the girl come back and she finished it off. So, oh, so okay. It's good. So a little more time with a cute girl. I, I mean, I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it worked obviously because you won state, you know, 
you know, despite of the despite of the haircut, it still wants to be. So yeah. Yeah. Um, did you travel alone by yourself or did you have like a group of kids that you went, you know, normally there's kind of a group of kids that go, like I had a group of friends. Yeah, are you talking and- like a in high school or kind of growing up? Both, you know, like when you hit tournaments on the weekends or freestyle wrestling. Yeah, we I had a kind of pretty tight group of friends. Um and it was just like, you know, kids that all started together wrestling when they were little. You know, it was kind of a core core group of like, you know, five to ten kids um that kind of stuck with it. Um when we were little, um like I'm talking middle school, you know, there was uh let's see Wes Hetty, Josiah Klein, um Drew Farum, Ethan Darrow, Tyler Reinhardt. Uh, that was about that was about it. So there was like five five kids. When we were little, um, we would go to the Lisbon Lions wrestling practice. Um there was a bunch of tough kids over at Lisbon. I mean, Morningstar was over there. There's a guy named Kyle Malley, uh, Jacob Craig, uh, you know, kids from Iowa City. Kyle Anson would come to the practice every once in a while. Uh, some, I think the LeClairs would go there. Uh, but just a tough group of core kids that we'd work really hard with. And then, um, yeah, some of the coaches, Scott Morningstar was always there. Mm. Uh, I think there was a Lem Lembeck that came there quite a bit. Uh, missing a really important one here. Happles, the Happles. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the Happle, Happle Dad. So, yeah, that was a kind of a good, you know, growing up club and everything like that. So, did that till I think I was in seventh grade. But really, okay, yeah, that was going to be but, one of my questions: is what club where you were in because animosa yeah. doesn't have their club a club do they or do they well, now but like. <laughs> i don't you know you know i i think they have a regular regular kids practice um you know i don't know all the i don't know all the answers to that so i know they have the little kids program which is absolute it's it's actually pretty big benji benji silvers uh, oh, okay yeah he he's he's got it up and running i think there's like 100 kids or something or pretty good amount of kids yeah so it seems to be they seem to be doing some good kids and they're going to camps and stuff right now, which is, you know, necessary for a kid's program and they're fundraising and stuff like that. So there's a lot of good things happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And do you do any of that out in Colorado besides or do you just do little camps, you know, um, there? I'll do. So one of my college workout partners, Tyson Reiner. He's from uh, South Dakota. He's a few times state champion in South Dakota. Wrestled was one of my main workout partners at UNI. Super tough, super tough, like farm boy, you know. Um, he has a thing called um, Colorado Wrestling Camps, mm-hmm. ColoradoWrestlingCamps.com. And so I just, I just do, I just do camps with him every once in a while. So mm-hmm. I've done a few for him, but you know, good, uh, some good good northern iowa boys in colorado you know yeah teaching kids how to wrestle isn't there were you in school with jerry and beats yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so because isn't he out in colorado yeah so he's okay. doing really well so um Jerian is the oh Jerian sorry Jerian yeah i you know i hope i'm saying his name. <laughs> i always call him Jerian, but um 
No, Jerrion was Jerrion was pretty. He's that's a pretty good story too. That's a guy to talk to. Um, you know, he he came in not having a ton of credentials coming in, and he ended up becoming an All American and beating some really really tough people. I mean, I, he beat some really like tough Big Ten opponents and stuff like that on his way to the, to I think taking seventh or eighth in the Division One NCAA. So he's a that's a pretty cool story. But yeah, Jerrion's. I, 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 I'll see him at tournaments and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's, we, we only live like 10, 20 minutes apart, but um, I actually don't see him, but yeah, he was a workout partner in, in, in college. One of the, the dude had the strongest hips I have ever seen. I would shoot a high crotch on him mm-hmm. and I would have such a hard time lifting and finishing because the dude, it was just naturally so stinking athletic and strong, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's, that's a, that's a perfect guy to have like, you know, a weight above you. So yeah, it was Jerian, Jerian beats and Tyson Reiner. Those are like two of my, you know, really good workout partners. And, you know, Tyson was quick and fast and gritty and stuff. And Jerian was, um, really had really good defense and strong and would sneak a little snatch single on you every once in a while. So good. It was actually a pretty good group of guys. Tyson, you know, both those guys were, you know, driving as an all American and Tyson was, you know, right on the, right on the edge, few time national qualifier. So good, good guys to work out with. Yeah. What led you to you and I, cause like, you know, you and I, at the time they were trying to find their footing a little bit, you know, um, yeah. And that's where you ended up. How how did you end up at UNI? Do you want the the truth or do you want like the the um, the rehearsed answer? The truth. The truth. The truth. Yeah. Penrith sure. was a slick salesman. I really? tell you what, he he was taking me around campus, and um, man, I was looking around, and he's like, "Hey, Moza, you know there's you know there's four girls in the." Uh, in the college of business for every, or the college of education for every, for every girl. And we're walking around campus and I'm just seeing like, girl, 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 boy, girl, 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 boy. And I was like, and he's saying hi to all these girls and everything. And um, I was like, man, there's so many cute girls in this campus. This is not even fair. (laughs) Um, And then, and and, and that, I kind of say that jokingly, but kind of seriously, that was, um, yeah, that was, that was a fun visit. <laughs> um, you know, I, they had the major I wanted. Um, and I was really impressed, like, you know, seeing some of the older guys like Sean Stender, Eric Hound, uh, Jeff Harrison, um, CJ Ellison was there. Justin Swafford was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike Shedek. I mean, those are the guys that I kind of looked up to and idolized and, oh. Um, yeah, Penrith was one hell of a recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that, but I kind of had a weird recruiting process too. Like I only looked at schools in Iowa. Um, I visited, you know, Iowa, UNI, Warburg. Um, I didn't go on my visit to Iowa state. Um, I went to upper Iowa for a visit. Um, my, my dad kind of wanted me to look around at all the different divisions. He was kind of skeptical about division one. And I was like, no way. I, I definitely want to go division one wrestling. So, uh, yeah. And then they, 
you know, another thing is they gave me more money than other mm-hmm. people for me. So that's always important too. But yeah, so it's kind of like a matrix, yeah. kind of a matrix, like scholarship money, coaching ability, uh, girls, mm-hmm. uh, you know, major proximity major. Yeah. That's, that's important. That's in there too. So. What was your major? Um, so my undergrad, I was, a. um, I really wanted to be a PE teacher and a wrestling coach. Yep. Um, that, at, at the time, that's what I, I wanted. That's what I focused on. Um, but I ended up, I ended up actually going back and get a master's degree too. So really what, what's the master's because that's what i was originally going to school for pe gonna be wrestling yeah. coach and then i kind of segued way into broadcasting and sports media oh, that's cool. so you know i get it yeah yeah so um sorry what was the question <laughs> what what, uh, what what's your uh major oh, uh, your... oh so um when i was um so after i after I left Northern Iowa and, you know, wanted to continue to train, I moved up to Colorado Springs. Brandon Slay uh, had a spot out me out there for me to train. And, uh, you know, I just didn't feel like I was done wrestling. I, I lost my very last college match mm-hmm. to a guy that I didn't, sh- you know, didn't think I should have lost to. Um, and so I was just like, man, I can't end on that. No, like I still, I still want to compete. I love wrestling. Like I, I'm, I've never had any like major, you know, injuries up to that period. And so, um, yeah, went out to, went out to Colorado Springs and, um, was there for a few months and I would, um, you know, fortunate enough just to, to, to wrestle and, uh, you know, just pursue wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is there was like we'd have three, we'd have two to three practices a day at the Olympic training center, um, training camps and stuff like that. But during that time in between, I didn't have, I didn't have that much going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hated that. I was just like there wrestling. I wanted to like keep on moving forward in my life besides wrestling, because, you know, you can't wrestle forever. We all know that, you know, it's fun and it's, it's, um, you get a lot of, you know, I didn't get to travel all over and see stuff and everything, but you know, it's not, it's not the most important thing in life. So, um, I, I got an opportunity to, to be in a commercial and, um, this school would pay for my master's degree. So, um, commercial, a commercial. Yeah. Like, so like a television commercial. Like. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Leading up to the 2012 Olympics, I was in a commercial um, and you can still find it on uh, YouTube. It's hilarious. It's, it's really funny. But yeah, there's a there's like an online school out of uh, Chicago called Keller Graduate School of Management, and they're like, we'll pay your tuition, you know, for for two to three years, whatever it takes you to get, get it done. And so I was like, I, I'm in. I'm in. So for sure. So I ended up going back and getting a, like a master's degree in, in business administration. So it was uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very forward thinking of you, you know, um, athletes tend to sometimes get, you know, not focus on what's life like after the sport. Oh, you're absolutely right. And the weird thing is the, the strangest thing about the whole situation is when I wasn't focusing on wrestling all the time, I actually got better at it. So if oh. it, like the Olympic training center is like an environment that 100% to get better, you have, you know, three really, excellent meals a day 
you have, you know, Brandon Slay and Bill Zadick were my coaches, mm-hmm. uh, you know, second to none in the United States. Awesome, awesome guys. Um, you know, sports psychology, sports psychologists, um, you know, some of the best, best like athletic training, the best doctors, um, absolutely anything you think of you could need mm-hmm. was right there in hand. And when you, when you try to focus on wrestling like 24 hours a day and, you know, watching, like, don't get me wrong. I love watching and you know, watching like videos on YouTube and like, you know, <laughs> starting and stopping it and seeing where exactly they're put their foot and everything. Um, that's, that's super fun, but I can't do that for like an extra six hours every single day. Some people can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to take the opportunity and you know learn about, managerial accounting and marketing and sales instead of you know uh just constantly thinking about wrestling and i found out that kind of less is more and you know that was that kind of time period in my life you know 2012 2013 2014 which i was beating people i've never beat before uh, ncaa champs world world medalists all that stuff so um, it was just a time where I tried something that I would never ever think of, and it turned out pretty well. So, yeah, that, I was going to ask that about um, you know when you started to think you were going to segue into the senior circuit, and also if it phased you that you didn't have the credentials in college that some of these guys that you're wrestling against, you know, like you just said, you were beating national champs, you know, like that didn't phase you at all. It was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting because, um, you know, when I, when I didn't like, I didn't focus on stuff so much and I just kind of let things happen a little bit more. I think that my wrestling got better because I knew I couldn't control everything. I knew I couldn't control it. Like there's a lot you can't control in wrestling. And I kind of, I kind of gave up control a little bit and not worrying so much. And, um, you know, this could be a whole conversation, but when I kind of just went out there and kind of said, Hey, you know, I'm, I've, I've done everything I can prepare to do, you know, every match I was going in, like I did, I knew I did absolutely everything I could possibly do to, to put myself in a position to win. Mm -hmm. And so when you go out there on the mat and you just go react, you know, you have a, you have a, you have a game plan, you like, you, you, you you scout your opponents. Mm -hmm. uh, But you just go out there and you just, you just wrestle, you know, that's when, that's when kind of, I started to like feel positions a little bit more and wasn't thinking so much. And yeah, I started to beat guys like, you know, Dustin Schlater and JP O'Connor, you know, some, some really good, really good season guys that, you know, are like NCAA champs and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, eventually you started, you joined the army, was it the WCAP, the world's class athlete program? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what was, what went into doing that? Cause you were at the OTC already. Yeah. So what was this program like and how you got into it? Well, it's a really interesting, again, really interesting, um, story. You're, you're, you're asking some really good questions here. Um, so right before the olympic trials um i had i 
I found out my wife was pregnant like <laughs> like 10 months before the Olympic trials. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is <laughs> this is not my timing. This is somebody else's timing. And I couldn't believe it. And so um it was stressful, you know, having having my first kid. I have four kids now. Um, but um yeah, my 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 daughter, my first daughter was born exactly like a month before the Olympic trials. Mm -hmm. And it was really stressful because, um, she, we found out that she had, uh, like this rare genetic disorder, um, that was like, there's been like 50 documented cases ever, you know, in the medical industry. So, um, and that was like a shock. That was like a shock to me. You know, Mm -hmm. like, um, I didn't know how to handle it and everything. And it was like a month before Olympic trials. Anyway, um, I wanted to keep wrestling after the Olympic trials. I got eighth place at the 2012 Olympic trials in Iowa city and, um, was going through a bunch of changes in my life, you know, newly married, having a kid. Um, and I needed to make a lot more money than I was making. So (laughs) The world-class athlete program does an absolutely incredible job of, uh, you know, supporting, uh, athletes that still, that still want to train. We have, we have a ton of, you know, Olympic medalists in wrestling, track and field, shooting, boxing, uh, bobsled, you know, our bobsledders really well. And that's, you know, it's priceless to the army to do that stuff. So it was just a win-win. I never thought I would ever join the army ever, but, um, yeah, it was kind of like going to school. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) Going back to school. Why am I doing that? I'm joining the army. Why why am I doing that? You know, but, um, it it just worked for me and it turned out to be a, um, a really good decision. Um, I absolutely loved my time in the military. It was kind of bittersweet leaving, uh, the army, but, uh, gosh, I, I fit, I fit in, I fit in with like all the hardworking people. Um, and they, you know, you met some amazing people too. I I've, I've never, um, met so many people like you'll, you know, you'll see this guy training next to you and he's, you know, it's Adam's apple sticks out and he looks kind of goofy and he's got a Southern draw and you're like, what the, what, what the heck does this guy do? Like, what was what he here? And you, and you know, you get to know him a little bit and he's like a, he's like a, uh, you, look, you look at his tab on his arm and it says like president's 100. Um, like he's one of the best snipers, like in the United States army, he's one of the top 100 people like in the United States for a sniper. And you're like, man, this guy is like from the middle of Kentucky. You can't even, you know, walk in a straight line, but man, you give him a, a weapon and don't stand within, you know, 2000, you know, within a mile of that guy. So, <laughs> so I don't know. It was really interesting. I, I, um, yeah, the whole military is a really, really interesting experience. I'm glad I did it. So, uh, but it was just, you know, to, for a shorter answer, it just gave me a, it gave me some time to train. And, um, because I, you know, after 2012, I was, I was what I was 26, and yeah, those next like three, four years were some of my best years of wrestling. It was just the prime, you know, I was, you know, beating people again, you know, beating people I, I've never beat before and everything. And just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it's a really interesting program. I encourage other people to look at it if it, if it works for them. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this, 
Debbie cap is not for everybody. The army is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's probably not what you think it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, do your research and know what you're getting into. What do you mean? It's not what you think it is. What do you like? There seems to be a perception versus reality there. It seems like, um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people ignorantly get in from one reason and it's not what they think it is. So I, I don't know how many times I've had conversations about people and they're like, I have five more years on my contract. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, <laughs> I don't like my, my job in the army. I don't like my captain. I don't like my, you know, um, that's just something you got to work through. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you had to join the army and like, yeah. You had oh, yeah. to sign. How long were you in the army for? So I was in the army for eight years. Eight years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so even after your wrestling was done, you were yep. still, you know, part of the army. Yeah. So I was, I was three years active duty. And then I was, um, after my active duty time, I spent five years in the guard and the call, okay. I was in the Colorado national guard and I was in a field artillery unit. And, um, <clears throat> I, I, uh, super, super, super fun. Mm-hmm. And we got to, you know, I, I have a lot of military family that are, you know, military, my uncles, my brother, my brother served in Iraq, you know, no tons of wrestlers that are in the military and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a uh, field artillery unit. I got to launch some, um, launch some absolutely enormous rockets <laughs> on a base in uh, Colorado called Fort Carson, Colorado. And I, mm-hmm. I so I've, you know, I people show people videos of these giant, giant rockets being launched that would, you know, calculate and everything. And, um, man, it was, it was cool. And the cool, another part about it is I got into like heavy machinery and logistics. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so that's kind of put me into like the automotive market and kind of a hand up over everybody else when I got out. So, um, yeah, really, really interesting. So Yeah. Nice. So were you also... Cause did you do your assistant uh, volunteer assistant at air force? Yeah. As well? So you were doing yeah. all this at, at the same time. Yes. Holy so cow. I was, I was having a master's degree. I, or, you know, getting a, getting an MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my, we were, I had, I think two yeah. kids while I was on active duty, I was coaching at the air force Academy and then I was coaching full-time at the same time too. So, so married, going to school for a time, active duty army, uh, trying to make an Olympic team all at the same time. So oh. Sundays, man, Sundays, like my catch up day, but mm-hmm. it was absolute hell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My language is That's absolute hell. Yeah. But it's one of those things like I'm going to suck it up for two years and I'm going to, you know, my family's going to be better off and, you know, I'm going to be better off. And, um, so God bless my wife, Lauren, that, mm-hmm. you know, stuck with me through all that stuff. So that was a definitely a challenging time, but we're over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still married <laughs> so. and two more kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. Two more kids. So. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so were you, you said that you needed to start making money. Did the, did the army WCAP, like, was that like a scholarship or like kind of talk about how that monetarily yeah. worked, I guess. 
so we're just treated like any other soldier, you know, okay. um, whatever, you know, your credentials, you know, whatever your, your rank is and all that stuff. That's how, that's what determines your pay. You know, if you're married and live, live off base, you get a little bit more, okay. um, but you know, pay, um, everything, everything was, you know, like pay insurance, all that stuff. Everything was normal, mm-hmm. you know, in that program. Um, from from like our pay wasn't different than any other soldier yeah. Yeah, you know everything was the same the only thing is we had to wear a uh you know a uniform about 15 minutes a week so we do like a monday morning formation and then we go practice and then we were practicing the rest of the time you know we go to schools every once in a while like really cool really cool like army schools and stuff during our downtime and everything so um you know and it's a really interesting when i started to wrestle um overseas i found out that a lot of the other wrestlers in other countries like russia like a lot of those guys are in the military like mm-hmm. i don't know if you know you know sajuleyev mm-hmm. yeah he's like he's like in like the russian military oh, really yeah so like they're like military athletes and uh <clears throat> I, I i there was a tournament and i'll bring this up there was a tournament called the you know, all our armed forces championships mm-hmm. and it's really cool if you ever get to see it it's army versus navy versus air force versus marines <laughs> whoever wins that tournament gets to go to the sism cism world championships really and um if you win that tournament you get to come off active duty no matter what branch you are and you get to train for the you know sism world championships and you know potentially olympics if you're good enough um but it is a such a unique tournament i've never seen anything like it i'm so glad i got the wrestle in that tournament twice um and uh yeah it was the craziest thing i've ever seen to see the year that i won it in the states we got to the 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 world military championships was in uh fort dix new jersey and it was the crazy. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen because you know the places where wrestling is big in Eastern mm-hmm. Europe, the Middle East, Russia, um, Africa. You know, there's was a lot of you know Asian countries there and everything. South America. They mm-hmm. all come there, and it's culturally I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I saw like there were straight up the dudes with like top hats and aviators and beards, <laughs> like straight up you know, Borat looking mm-hmm. people, um, from like Africa that were, you know, who, who knows what they're wearing. They have like, you know, three stars on their hats and they're like, they just, like, you know, which would be like a three-star general, but you're, you're looking at the guy and like, you know, I, something's weird here. That guy doesn't look like a three-star general. I don't know if his rank is, you know, might be the enlisted rank or something over there or something, but super interesting and super culturally, you know, but yeah, a lot of other countries, you know, if you're a good athlete, they'll like somehow sign you up in the military and stuff like that. Yeah. It's super interesting. I, I learned so much while I was there. So where were you stationed at when you were in the army? I was all over um, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, uh, Fort Leonard, Missouri, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, Fort Carson, Colorado. Um, when um, so I I was at the time I was coaching a little bit. So in my free time, I coached at the air force Academy with Sam Barber, who's an outstanding individual, um, about halfway through the season, you know, I was still training full time and going to school and stuff. And, um, 
I got a remote, I got stationed remotely. So I was, um, like the, the athlete in charge and there was two other athletes with me and we all got, uh, remotely stationed in Penn state at Penn state university. So I literally, when people say, you know, you always, the joke about the army is like, Oh yeah, I had the best job in the army, which, you know, every job is, has its difficult difficult things in it but mm -hmm. um, literally i was remotely stationed in the middle of central pennsylvania state college um and i got to go there and wrestle and it was incredible so that's how you got hooked up with the nittany line wrestling club yeah yep yep wow what are the odds like <laughs> <laughs> well especially you know? from iowa right you know like kale was like hey you know we have the opportunity to start a program out here like kale like are you interested and he's like well, absolutely. You know, like, I think he's a, seems to be like a big supporter of the military and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was a cool, cool little program Two years, I spent two years out there and was remotely stationed, um, state college, Pennsylvania in the military wrestling for the military. I, and, you know, people say I had the best job in the military. I truly did. Mm -hmm. so. How did you like, what, how did you balance your wrestling time versus your military time? Like, how did they kind of divvy that up? You know, because obviously you're, you have Olympic dreams. Yeah. So they got to kind of make up and compensate for that to make sure you're still training and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, with, when you were a W, when you were a W cap, um, you know, a lot, some people like, Balance is a tough way. <laughs> I don't know if there's a balance, you know, like it's all, all wrestling, you know, like, um, there would be some people that would, you know, like some extremely talented athletes, you know, you know, want to, want to get out of their job in the Navy, you know, and they would somehow like win the armed forces championship, you know, that's awesome. But then they would have to train, you know, and, training and wrestling from you know, like four to six hours a day, six hours a week, you know, like running weightlifting, they wanted to go back to their job. They're like, put me back on that boat <laughs> out in the thing. Cause it's tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really do work you extremely hard. And, um, yeah, the, 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 the military programs will turn somebody who hasn't wrestled in two years, uh, into a, like a competitive athlete in like oh. six months. So, um, we would have the all armed or the, there's a recruiting process called, um, gosh, what was it called all army. Mm -hmm. And if you apply for the all army, then you can come to the, and you like have some credentials, you can come to the training camp. So like 60, 60 athletes would show up to, you know, the all army wrestling camp. And if they did well, they could make the team. A lot of them were, you know, former high school standouts, you know, college standouts, didn't quite make it but um they would come and we would absolutely they would do our practices you know for for three weeks and there there would be people dropping out the first practice like there would be just droves of people dropping out because um and it was it was tough it was you know it was, it was almost um we did different stuff than a regular practice but it was still like you know, very mentally challenging and, you know, honestly, like probably a quarter to a third of the people that come to the all army wrestling camp, you know, they're gone by day five. They can't take it. They're done. They're, they're tired. They, 
hurt, they're injured, they're hurt. They, you know, they, it's a different environment. And so when I say, when you say balance, it's kind of like, um, you just wrestle all the time, mm-hmm. like absolutely <laughs> wrestle and weightlift and, you know, it's, it's, it was, it was challenging for sure. That's crazy. Not, that... not, not much of a balance at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just worked out and wrestled all the time. Okay. So. so what were your army duties then? I guess at um, the same time, because now you're part time, of the army, you know? Yeah. You didn't. So we stood in formation. We took, we had formation Monday morning. We, we had accountability formation. Um, you know, we, somebody would get an award or promoted or something every once in a while. But other than that, that was it. Um, we did have, so part of serving in WCAP, um, we would go on what's called tier missions, um, which was, you know, we'd go, you know, somewhere. I think I went to Oregon. I think I went to California a few times. But we'd go and uh, tier mission is like t- I forget the acronym now, but basically it was a recruiting mission. So you go tell people what you do for the military. So, hey, I, I you know, go to this local radio station and do an interview. Um, um, go to a school and do a camp. Uh, go to, you know, all over and assist recruiters at, at big shows and stuff like that. So, um, yes, partly recruiting um, and then partly um, partly just you know, trying to win medals because that is truly the mission of WCAP is to win medals, you know, because that's absolutely a priceless story for the military that they, um, it's, it's priceless to the military if an athlete wins like a world or Olympic medal. So. Mm-hmm. How long can you, I'm sorry, I'm beating this, you know, this WCAP in, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, how, yeah. how long can you stay in WCAP? Oh man, <laughs> man! If you keep if you keep on winning, and you don't get hurt, you stick around. Like you'll see mm-hmm. some. If you watch the Greco guys, there's some guys that retire. They will wrestle. They will stay in the top. So, yeah, you basically have to be in the top five, and then in the in the United States, ranked in the top five or placed in the top five. Um, I mean, then there's a little leeway on that. You have some, you can have a bad tournament at nationals one year or something like that, but you have to be in the top five. And so typically on, on, um, freestyle, you don't see that, but Greco sometimes, you know, there'll be some tough people who love the military, love wrestling and the army pays them to work out. And so like, you know, I'm thinking Jermail Byers, Jermil Byers was like an E7 or an E8 enlisted soldier, and he was it. He retired from the military wrestling and had, you know, multiple. Pretty sure he had multiple world medals like that. But like, um, yeah, you, you you keep on winning, yeah. your contract will keep on getting extended. <laughs> so um, it's t- I mean it's definitely tougher. There's, I think in it's tougher in freestyle than it is in Greco, mm-hmm. just because there's a lot more people to wrestle freestyle, but, um, you know, kudos to those guys who, you know, competed as a professional athlete for the army for, you know, 15 to 20 years and retired. So, yeah. Um, How long did you do it for? Um, so I did three years. Three years. Um, yeah, it was really, so yeah, started right after the 2012 Olympics. I think I officially came on orders, uh, what was it? 2013. And then, um, three the three years i would have ended five months 
after the Olympics or five months after the Olympic trials. Um, but I ended up tearing my ACL. Mm -hmm. uh, so Vin Vincenzo Joseph, I don't know if you know that name. Mm -hmm. Awesome kid. Um, but yeah, right before the Olymp right before the Olympic trials or the actually it was the US Nationals. He in 2016 I was wrestling him and he shot him on a single leg and he, he he posted behind my ankle and he was like a freshman um posted behind my ankle and I tried to kick out and my ACL tore and snapped and that was that was it for me. So dang. So you know, one of the reasons you went in there was to chase, you know, Olympic Olympics yeah. down and shoot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I tried I tried to keep wrestling. So I um I took about, you know, a week off or something and the swelling went down on my leg and you know we found out it was tore and I was like, you know, can I still wrestle? I've heard people can wrestle without uh ACLs and they're like, Well, sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. So I found out as long as I keep my knee bent. <laughs> <laughs> so like if I stayed in my wrestling stance, like mm -hmm. it was okay. So I, I, I got back and I was wrestling like on week, you know, four weeks out of tearing my ACL. Um, and I found out if I just, you know, didn't straighten my leg, like my leg felt pretty normal. Now, if I did straighten my leg, like I would feel super, you know, like wobbly. Um, and, uh, got back into shape like i took a week off was in you know i was in good shape as it was but um yeah got back in to wrestling shape and started competing hard in like matches and stuff like that like probably a month after tore my acl and uh just got in a funny position one time and my knee like crunched real bad and at that point i was like you know you can with acl you can really hurt yourself like you can hurt your meniscus which is like permanent forever damage you can't be fixed or very difficult to fix so and at that point i had two kids and i was like man i want to be able to run with my kids and wrestle with them and you know mountain bike and elk hunt and all that stuff and so i decided to throw in the old towel so damn i didn't know that's how how it all came down yeah yeah Oh, I would have, trust me, I would have kept on wrestling until my freaking neck broke. So it was actually, you know, again, it was bittersweet, but um, yeah, they say that most people there's, there's like two ways that you get out of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like everybody, everybody gets out of wrestling in two ways, two ways. Rare, rarely does anybody win. Like if you win on your last match, your last wrestling match, it's like, dude, you're like that. You're like the 1%. But like 90, 99% of people either get injured or they lose. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I actually, I actually beat Vincenzo Joseph in that match. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was just a practice match. So I don't know if we can count that, but I did sure. beat. <laughs> sure. We'll count it. <laughs> I was um, ahead. I'll say I was ahead when I got hurt. So. Gotcha. Um, you know, the other thing I was, you know, I kind of found out looking into you and your past and everything. Um, everyone always said how nice of a guy you were and how like they were always rooting for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ever feel that or hear that, you know, that people were really, you were kind of a fan favorite because just, you were just such a, your personality. 
You know, that's kind of been my, you know how your greatest strengths are kind of next to your greatest weaknesses. Um, yeah, I, I would say being nice was one of my greatest strengths and also my greatest weaknesses because, you know, I, I, I didn't care. I was, you know, I, I knew, I knew Justin Swafford. I knew Ryan Morningstar. I knew, you know, all the, all the tough people that I, you know, CJ Ellison, Charlie Ellison, the guys I wrestled all the time. Like I was, fr- I was friends with those guys. I didn't care. I, I would, I would, you know, hang out with them, you know, and, and say hello and everything. And, um, I, <clears throat> I didn't know I was a fan favorite. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is my first time hearing that. <laughs> no, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just try to do the right thing. Just try to do the right thing. Be respectful and nice to people. Um, you know, that's, that's a good thing, but it's also, you know, sometimes you'd be a little too nice and people take advantage of it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that I was a fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like um, my dad, my brother went down um, my brother-in-law, is Steve Crozier, and he wrestled at the air force. Oh yeah. Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were down scouting um, someone. I, I don't know if it was an animal or Monticello kid. Um, and they came across to you when you were younger and, followed you your whole career and you know they told me the same thing and so they were always rooting for you and just every once in a while they might run into you and they just had nothing but nice things to say yeah oh man well that's good well i guess i I, uh had parents that raised me right i guess so fortunate can't can't take any credit there yeah yeah um what about your siblings as far as like athletics i know you said your brother wrestled a little bit um athletics really run in your family at all or um so i had a yes and no um i had an uncle that played baseball in college um one of my uncles uh, was like a varsity uh running back for kennedy when he was in eighth grade <laughs> really so yeah so that, that's pretty funny and i think there were a small school back then but okay uh, my my dad ended up, you know, starting wrestling in eighth grade and t- got third in state a senior year nice. at Kennedy. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, my dad wrestled a little bit. Um, my my you know my brother was probably was team captain, probably best on the team, but um, I, I don't think he had the success that that I did. Um, mm. He's definitely tough and was like an example of leader for me. You know, I had a sister that ran track. I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, not a lot of my other siblings like were as active in athletics as I was. So mm-hmm. what again, I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just attribute that to my, my older brother who absolutely beat me in everything growing up. And for some reason, I, you know, when I did win, like when I played with kids who were my age, I would beat them in everything. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, did did uh, you do any other sports? Um, yeah, I played baseball. So I, uh. I played um, baseball until my junior year, and I was I was pretty good. I was like a leadoff kind of leadoff hitter. I hit a lot of singles and stuff. wasn't really a power hitter, but I had contact. And then I um, played shortstop. <clears throat> so I I started. I think yeah. Part of my freshman, sophomore, junior year, I started varsity shortstop. I have. I at one point had the record for double plays in my high school really? for baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some, some, 
some record for double plays or something like that. Um, I ran cross country one year, my sophomore year, and it was a year that I was growing a lot and it was just painful. <laughs> cross country was just painful to me. So I never, uh-huh. did. But yeah, that, that was basically, yeah, I played a little, yeah. little baseball, um, wrestling. That's it. I didn't play football or anything. Um, so did you grow up at the same time? Marshall Yonda was there. Oh yeah. 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 So, so Marshall, it's kind of funny, man. Marshall Yonda lived like, you know, he's, out in the country um he lived about two miles out in the country from me which is relatively close that's like a neighbor when you're in little iowa Mm -hmm. but yeah that little class of like you know for manamosa we had like three or four like really good division one athletes from like those two or three classes so we had you know marshall yana which is like a pro ball pro bowl (laughs) hall of famer you know yeah um, who knows? Yeah, they went to the Pro Bowl like ten times or something like that. And then you know, I'm all American. And then we also had a girl that was like a Division One soccer player. Um, really? Come out of yeah, yeah, come out of Animal Center. And, and I know I'm probably missing a few here or there, but um, yeah, just that little two two year period had like a bunch of crazy athletes come out of Animosa. So and and I and I can't like it's weird because I can't I can't attribute it to coaching. <laughs> I really can't. I, I mean, I, I can't. I, I mean, I think there were some good, some good people, some good coaches, you know, but Marshall Yana was a phenomenon, you know, like if you ask him, you know, like who his college, who his, who his coach was like, I guarantee nobody would hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and our soccer program had just started at Anamosa, you know, when uh, Kelsey Wooster was her name, she was like a division one soccer player. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't attribute to anything, but there was just a little pocket of talent there, completely un, unrelated. I'll say. Dang, for sure. I yeah, I thought you'd be right around Marshall's age, and yeah, he was and, he was a year older than me, and mm-hmm. yeah, he was absolutely enormous human being. You mm-hmm. know? So, you ever really try to get him out for wrestling? Oh man, we tried so hard. He, I, man, he. So Josiah Klein was like one of his really good friends. And that was one of my workout partners in college. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to get him to go out so much because he was so big. Like right. he, he could, he could win probably three quarters of his matches, not knowing any techniques because he, you know, was a solid 280 pounds mm-hmm. and 285 pounds in high school. So we tried so hard, but um, yeah, he ended up just going out for basketball, I think for maybe a year or two, but he, he was just, Eventually, he just started lifting. I think yeah. during the winters, so, um, and obviously, you know it, that he took to that. So, um, yeah, yeah, we we tried, man, and I think he was like Marshall Yanda. I think he was on the fence. Mm-hmm. Like he knew he was going to play football somewhere, you know. But um, yeah, I, I think he, uh, I think it would have. <laughs> probably had to like beat out one of his really good friends, you know, um, Danny Nemers, the guy's name. And so I, I, you know, Danny Nemers wrestled his whole life. He was kind of in our little group of core guys there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he just decided to lift instead. Mm-hmm. When did you start thinking about wrestling in college? Cause you said, you know, Marshall probably knew for a while. When did you start to kind of get that thought? Like, Hey, maybe I want to do this in college. Man, it was always one of those things like, I, I'm not sure if I can do that. I have no idea if I'm good enough to, 
And that was kind of like a, that was definitely a driving factor throughout my whole career as I was, I didn't have the best coaches. I didn't have the best technique. I didn't have the best, you know, we're wrestling room or anything like that. I had to drive an hour to, you know, get somebody to find somebody to wrestle with, you know? And, um, so it was kind of a driving factor for me. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't think that really, that doesn't answer a question really. Um, okay. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Can you, sorry. Can you repeat that question? That's okay. When, so you said that Marshall, you know, that he probably knew he was going to go and play football somewhere. Oh, and so okay. I was just wondering, you know, when did you start thinking about wrestling um, in college? Yeah. My, my freshman year, I got this like letter from uh, West Point. <clears throat> and so I was like, Oh, wow. I got fourth in state and I got a letter. I don't even know if they can recruit me yet, but I don't know if they sent this on accident or what, but like, I was like, wow, there might be some opportunity to rest in college. And I, I never knew, you know, I never knew till I, till I got older. So. And West point that's army, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Funny. Funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were the first one. So that's, so that's probably when you started to kind of figure, figure it out that maybe you'll take it to the next level. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the kind of planted the seed for that. And I always wanted to rest, you know, I, I grew up going to, you know, Carver Hawkeye arena every once mm-hmm. in a while, you know, that was obviously very influential on, you know, my childhood growing up seeing like, you know, Lincoln McRavey and, uh, you know, the Zadix and Mike Mena and, oh man, all the, all the phen- phenomenal phenoms back then mm-hmm. was just incredible, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I always wanted to, but I just never, never knew if I could. Mm-hmm. When did you start realizing you could? <sighs> Man, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think my fr- actually my freshman year, I guess my freshman year when I got fourth in state, uh, <clears throat> I was just like, wow, like I can't wait till these next four years. And and at that point, I kind of kind of started to you know pursue wrestling a little bit more and go to more because up till then i i had never gone to like any type of anything besides like aau state mm-hmm. <laughs> like i never went out of the state i never went to any national tournament it was it was kind of like right there and then yeah obviously you know when i started getting recruiting that was that was fun um and then i kind of cemented it i my i got hurt in baseball my junior year and i couldn't go to junior nationals <clears throat> It's the first time I ever wrestled freestyle. So my my first like national tournament was Fargo my senior year. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I kind of cemented like, wow, I could I could actually be a national champ. Like I could I could go to college, I could wrestle, I could become an all American. And it really wasn't until then until I even you know thought that I it was such a big question mark and I knew so little about it that it was just the driving factor was like, can I do this? Like mm-hmm. maybe I can. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep on doing it you know well so we'll see but so you hadn't wrestled a national tournament till fargo your senior year yep yep dang <laughs> how did you do at fargo that year um so i all i all american um it was kind of weird like i again another n- another you you're reminding me of all these stories that i haven't thought of in years <laughs> but I, I started like smoking kids. Like I was on fire mm-hmm. being these kids from Pennsylvania and Indiana and all over the place, man. I, I, w- I started, I went on a run of like teching kids 
I text like eight kids in a row or something at Fargo. Um, and I really didn't train freestyle. So I knew like a leg lace and a single leg, you know, and a low snip. And that was about it. But um, I, I think it's a three-day tournament back then. And I made it all the way till if you make it to Saturday, you're an All-American, I think mm-hmm. is what it is, I think. Um, but anyway, I, I had beat my last guy from, I think, Ohio uh, tech them, you know, and, and Penrith came up to me and he was like, Penrith kept on telling me, he's like, you know, you kind of had some easy kids, like Penrith was in the stands. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you kind of had some easy kids there at first, like this guy from, you know, you know, Nevada or something like that. And he's like, he's like, it's going to get, it's going to get pretty hard here, Moza, pretty quick. And I was like, I was like, okay. And I just kept on teching kids and teching kids. And he came to me, he's like, He's like, it's, it's going to get hard here. <laughs> and I kept on attacking kids and attacking kids. And so I, I made it. I, I beat a whole bunch of kids. I think I lost one match to um, a guy from Oklahoma or something like that. But I lost one match. I made it to Saturday. Um, and, you know, Friday night, didn't have to make weight anymore. So, like, hey, let's go out to eat. Um, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the restaurant. But I got the surf and turf on Friday night in Fargo and the middle of the night I woke up and I was puking all over the place and I had was puking and I had diarrhea. (laughs) And so I, I didn't wrestle. I didn't wrestle the last day. I was, I was going for third and I ended up defaulting to eighth. So really dang. So another wild story that I haven't thought of in years, but (laughs) The surf and turf, damn. Yeah, the, the surf. I'm pretty sure it's his turf. Yeah, the, the surf. Sorry, the yeah. surf. <laughs> what um, were you committed to? You and I at that point. Uh yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so I signed my letter of intent late my senior year. So late. I was like late signing to go. Hmm. Why is that? Why was it a little later for you? Um, I wanted I wanted to visit Iowa. Mm-hmm. So um, Zaleski had a late visit lined up for me after I won my second title. So um, yeah, I just want to visit Iowa, see what she was like. And <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you this: Paul Bradley was my one of the guys that was like with me, and oh gosh, Paul Bradley was like, I I want to. I love Paul Bradley. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's an awesome competitor, but he is like the exact opposite person (laughs) of me that you can get. So that was a little bit strange. Um, It wasn't the greatest visit. I, I made some decisions that were, uh, you know, probably stuff that a high schooler shouldn't be doing, you know, when he's at a visit to Iowa, but kind of everybody else around me was doing it. And um, yeah, Note to self, you need to have a little bit more wiser, better decisions when you're visiting your dream college. So. Mm-hmm. Well, what what was the visit like then at UNI? Who who were you with? And I mean, besides yeah. Penrith and, and oh, besides the girls. Penrith, I mean, I had a great time. I, I saw, I, um, yeah, UNI was was phenomenal. Penrith did a great job recruiting me. Um, you know, they had you know, the major I wanted and everything. And I I saw my workout partners like Swafford and CJ and, you know, the Edelsons and, um, you know, like Gabe Rosterman was there and Andrew Anderson and 
there's some few tough kid from Illinois and a tough kid from uh, um, <clears throat> from Missouri and everything. And I all, all like it was just a place for me to get better, you know. Mm-hmm. So I and the the yeah, you and I was great. It was awesome. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, because Morningstar was at was he at Iowa at the time or not yet there? No, so Morningstar is a year younger than me. Okay. Uh, so he was you know, probably just starting that recruiting process, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Cause you know, it was kind of weird because Scott Morningstar went to you and I, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I know Brian was definitely looking there, you know, but, um, you mm-hmm. know, looking. yeah, but then you were there. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And it was a good fit, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a good fit for me when I was there. So, yeah. And did you guys wrestle, in the McLeod Center, right? More, more so, or did you wrestle in West Gym too? Yeah, no, we wrestle in both, man. And you know, the rumor is the you know right now I've been trying to keep an eye on it, but the rumor is the West Gym may not be a a place anymore. And that place was right. a lot of good memories, man. That's mm-hmm. like um, so many little people screaming in that gym. <laughs> you know, yes, I don't know what it is, but you know, Veterans Memorial Stadium, you know. After I left, you know, a few years after that, I think it was no longer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the West Gym, that's sad to see. But those are those little wrestling arenas that, oh, it's so much fun. It's so loud. You know, the crowd is right on your back and every, everything. But, yeah, I wish, wish we could have more of those old venues. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah, and did they did they spotlight it, too, when you were there? Sometimes. I think one year we did. I think one year we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I, I, rem- I think we did a little of both sometime. They were always experimenting with stuff. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you chatting with me. I, yeah, well, hey, I, I just want to say, man, I appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wrestling, wrestling in Iowa needs more people with like, you know, podcasts. It needs more attention. It's growing. It's, you know, it's growing. And gosh, there's some studs coming up in Iowa. Like mm-hmm. there is some, you know, we... <laughs> Iowa won the junior national team title this week, you know, or last mm-hmm. week in Fargo and everything, and just a ton of talent coming out. And, you know, it's uh, it's one of the things that I was known for. And so I really appreciate you taking your time and putting this together. And, you know, Wednesday night, you know, a lot of people are doing other stuff. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. So thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I got to reciprocate it to you. Like you just said, a lot of people are doing other things with their family or like you're working, you know, and you took, an hour and 15 minutes or whatever to sit down and tell your story. You know, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's people like you that allow me to do this, you know? Yeah. So without you, there is no, there's no podcast. So, yeah. But, but yeah. And you're very candid about your answers. So that's always appreciative too, you know? Yeah. 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 Hey man, I appreciate it. Rest, wrestling needs more podcasts. So thank you so much. Kelby. And yeah. nice to chat with you and meet with you and you do an awesome job. So Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. 
Special thanks to my guest, Moza Faye, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. I'm happy to announce you can now find the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast on Amazon Music and Audible, so be sure to check me out on those platforms. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for more information about the Gear Up campaign and visit their website. Again, that website is national.beatthestreets.org slash let's talk wrestling. Take care and we will see you next time. Yeah.